Welcome to A Kind and Gentle Word. I'm Jordan, and I was working on something last week, and this project involved collecting lots of different Bible verses based on prayer. I was starting to feel very high and mighty, and fine, I'll just say it, prideful. And then I got to this verse. Matthew 5, 43-45 You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. I had to pause for the longest moment as those words hit me directly in the center of my chest. A few days prior to this project, I was literally feeling persecuted for my beliefs. It happens a lot. I'm very bold about my faith and my relationship with Christ. I don't get preachy, but I definitely don't shy away from the subject. I was carrying a cute little chip on my shoulder like a badge of honor. Ha! I am being persecuted against. Jesus said this would happen. Matthew 5, 11-12 says, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I was literally walking around full of pride over this encounter. And then God served up a giant steaming humble pie into my lap with a verse that follows later on in that same chapter. I've already said it, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. How? Seriously, how? It is so easy to pray for people who you feel like really need it. The people that are hurting, people that are lost, feeling abandoned, who are scared, hurt, physically sick, whatever it is. But when someone has hurt me, abandoned me, abused me, or just simply wronged me, well, that person's name just doesn't come as easily to my prayers. And this isn't the only time God talks about this. Luke 6, 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Romans 12, 20. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. <laughs> burning coals is a symbol of God's presence. We are meant to be a living example of Christ on earth. That doesn't just mean we live our faith out loud. It means we pray for the people it's the hardest to pray for. I don't know how you're feeling today, but I know you might be thinking, Jordan, this does not feel like a kind and gentle word. These words are prickly and rough, and I don't like them. <laughs> well, I don't like them either, to be honest. And they are prickly and rough and very difficult to swallow. Trust me, I know. I have had people in my life who hurt me very badly or hurt other people that I love. And I have such a hard time because my flesh response is to think, but God, don't you want me to pray for people who need it? I'm wasting my time with these bad people. Oh, right there. That's me judging others. Thank God, for real, thank you, Jesus that we humans are not the final judges of who is or is not good enough for God's grace. God is the final judge. 
It's not up to us to decide how someone else should live their life, but what we can do is be God's presence in their life by allowing his love to pour out from us. So how do we start this? Ephesians 1.18 says, have the eyes of your heart enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? I know, Paul, he loves to speak in big flowery words, but what he's saying is that we should pray for their hearts to be opened to God's blinding light. When we pray for our enemies, or let's put it even more plainly, our abusers, our authority figures, our politicians. I'll give you a second to breathe after all those words. When we pray for these people that rub us the wrong way, we are wrestling with our heart's true desire and becoming stronger in our faith and our walk with Christ. This strength will be seen by others and they'll wonder and maybe even ask, why are you so different? What is it about you that makes you so infinitely kind? That difference is Jesus becoming more and more a part of who we are at our core. Each of my parents keeps a list of people that they pray for every day. My dad keeps the list in his phone and my mom actually wakes up in the middle of the night by God and he places a name on her heart. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make a list of enemies. I'm giving a list of everyone who wrongs me. So when I'm back on top, they'll be sorry. Kevin just made the list. You're gonna pick up a journal specifically for this purpose. Only the enemies are gonna be in this journal and we're gonna write a list of names. And you know what? Feel free to press down really hard with your pen if you need to. <laughs> Let it out. But he did, right? All right, all right. And um, side note, I actually design composition notebooks. I put a link in the description to get them from Amazon. Just saying, if you want one. <laughs> We're gonna start with just one name at a time. Whoever made it to the top of the list is probably the worst offender and they're gonna be our first priority. My advice in trying to pray for someone who harmed you is to take a breath. <sighs> that pain, that tightness in your chest, the rising indignation of the moments you've been harmed by that person. Breathe it in. <sighs> Exhale it all out. We're gonna do that one more time. Deep inhale. Shove all that bitterness out with your breath. Now bring their name to your mind again and pray for their heart. Whatever that means, soften their heart. Ask them to see God in you. Ask God to show his glory to that person in a way they can't explain and can't ignore. The words that I use are, open their heart, God, so that they may see your light in this dark world. I made that sound really easy. It's so not. But every time we pray for that one person, we become softer towards them. And we begin to see them as God sees them. He loves us so that we may also love them. We're gonna conquer one enemy at a time. And I use air quotes there because here's the thing that's really difficult to swallow. The only true enemy for us is Satan himself. I know that sounds really dramatic, but it's so true. Everybody else is just people stumbling around in a lost world, 
trying to fill that deep cavern in their chest that only Jesus can fill. But greater is he that is in me than he who is in this world. God wins at the end. So why not add to his army? Pray for those people who have wronged you. Pray for their hearts, their lives, their souls. And one step at a time, that bitterness in your chest will slowly soften to a neutral taste and then hopefully taste a little bit better. Please remember to be kind to others, especially when they are not kind to you. And be gentle with yourself, especially about that last part, because we are all a work in progress. I hope you have a wonderful day.